welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Today and tomorrow, we are wrapping our Christmas series. We're ending our Christmas series on Christmas Eve called His Name Will Be. And it's after the song that we sang today, His Name Will Be. All of those different names of Jesus. And uh, just exciting, not just from the song, but Pastor Rob said, we preach the Bible at River Valley Church. Everybody okay with preaching the Bible at River Valley Church? It's okay. We started this series talking about the great redeemer and talking about that Jesus is the great redeemer. But we uh, talked through the narrative and the story of Jesus's great, great, great grandparents, 14 generations before in Boaz and Ruth and Pastor Rob this last weekend talked about the Prince of Peace. And Prince really means commander with authority. So when he walks in the room, he has authority to bring peace. He can calm the storm. And uh, today we are talking, if you haven't caught the theme already, we are talking about his name will be Jesus Christ. He is light of the world. And the same light and the same presence of God that was there at the beginning of creation, the same presence that was in the little manger, the same presence that will be forever and ever and ever for all eternity is the presence that's in this room. God is here even right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Light of the world. We're going to the book of Isaiah real quick. It's going to be a short message, but I'm going to get excited if that's okay. The book of Isaiah chapter nine in just a second. But it's good to note that this is 700 years before Luke two, where Jesus is born on earth. 700 years. In chapter 8, we're going to chapter 9, but in chapter 8, it's gloom and doom because the people of God were refusing the light. And when you refuse the light, all you can expect is darkness. But in chapter 9, there's a prophecy about the coming Messiah. And so you got gloom at 8, light at 9, like Pastor Rob said last week. There's people in this room, you might be living in chapter 8 right now. But by the end of this service, you're flipping the page and moving to chapter 9. And light into your life. Light into your life. I wonder if there's anybody here that remembers when they were lost in darkness and they needed the light entering their life. The light of Jesus Christ. Anybody, you remember who you were before you met Jesus, but he came into your life to save you. Even though you didn't deserve it, you didn't earn it. But he saved you anyways. Darkness in the light. It's also important to note, we're going to read it in a second, so calm down. It's important to note this. In Isaiah, which is a prophet, but also in Jeremiah and in, in Ezekiel, these prophecies about the coming Messiah, the Savior, they came at the worst times. The darkest times, in the middle of the worst days, come the prophecy of Jesus Christ. Charles Spurgeon says, in the worst times, we are to preach Christ. And we've been doing for the last two years, preaching Christ. Even in the challenges that we've faced around this world, preaching Jesus Christ. In the worst times, we're to preach Christ and to look 
to Christ. In Jesus, there is a remedy for the direst of diseases and a rescue from the darkest of despairs. We believe it. So here's the light, Isaiah chapter 9. Everybody ready? Verse 1. But there will be no gloom for who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. That's some cool history there. Zebulun, Naphtali, those were the, they were getting run over by enemy armies time and time again because they were on the edge of the promised land. But in that same area, years later, 700 years later, is little, little Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus lived, walked, and did his ministry. It's amazing, prophesying the future. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who've dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. It's interesting. Light grows things. Light multiplies things. A little science. You have increased its joy. Light brings joy. And they rejoice before you with the joy of the harvest. Light and the light of the world, Jesus Christ, brings joy and rejoicing. And the harvest for us is souls, seeing people added to the kingdom of God. As they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken on this day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle, tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for fire. Talking about Midian, referencing Gideon, 300 people overcoming the Midianites, over 100,000 people. There's a light coming that's going to do even greater than that. Jesus Christ saying all of our armor is going to be burnt up as fire because the battle that we fight is not of flesh and blood, but in the spiritual realm. All right, 700 years before, here's the famous words. You ready? For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Talking about light of the world. Anybody hate driving at night? I don't know if I'm getting older, but I, man, my, my, night, my night glasses, my, my night eyes are getting worse. It's tough driving at night. Growing up, we would do vacations and drive all the way from Wisconsin to Montana. And uh, if you knew my parents, you'd understand why we would not get the hotel. We're driving through the night. There's four kids. Let's get as much of this driving done while they sleep in the van. It's just how we were raised. And you're driving in the darkness. And I remember one night, we hit a horse. The tail end of a horse, the, the head went through our back window. People, there's people like cons, real concerned. I know there's kids in the room, so I'll just say this. It unfortunately was not the, the end of the horse right there. The horse had to wait for the police officer to come. It's traumatic experience. In the darkest night of my life, we're hitting a horse. 
just a few weeks ago, made that drive with my daughters and we did stay in a hotel because I'm not, you know, not doing that again. But we woke up uh, before the sunrise and uh, about two hours of driving in the dark in a blizzard. And you know what it's like to drive in a blizzard, but in the middle of the night. And I remember just praying like, God, let the light come. Let the light come, please, Lord. Two hours. I'm driving 30 miles an hour and your eyes start playing tricks on you. Like, where's the road? You know what it's like. Well, 700 years before Jesus, it was the darkest of times, but all the way up into Luke 2, it's the darkest of times and people praying, praying, God, send the light. And it wasn't just two hours. It was 400 years of silence, even from God, even God himself, because of the people wandering and rejecting the light and rejecting his voice. 400 years of not hearing from God, the darkest of times, under Roman oppression, division, even in the people of God. You had the Pharisees and the Sadducees and two other groups, and there's division in even what we believe in the family of God. And in the darkest times comes the light of the world. Luke chapter 2, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius, the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Talk about light. Angels and the glory of the Lord shining around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Remember, light is good news. Light brings great joy. That will be for all people, even you in 2021. This is for you, for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. I love reading that story because oftentimes it's easy to go through Christmas without reading the story. So taking that time, it was prophesied that the light was coming. The light had finally come in Luke chapter 2, but now the word of God declares also that Jesus is the light. In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The light was at the beginning, not just at the manger. All things were made through him, and without him, not anything was made that was made. In him was life right here, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, verse 9, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Not just the word of God declaring that Jesus was the light of the world, but Jesus himself. Jesus himself, such blasphemy if it wasn't true, but it was true. John chapter 8, verse 12, and Jesus spoke 
saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Praise God for the light. He said, I'm the light of the world. But what else did he say? You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. In just a moment, we're going to light candles, and it represents the light of Jesus Christ, but it also represents that you are here on this planet to be a light to the world. And wouldn't it be awesome in just a moment with an invitation, maybe God's stirring something up in your heart saying, today's your day, that as we light these candles, you can say maybe for the first time or maybe for a long time, it's real for you again, that this representation, this candle, me being a light in this world for Jesus Christ can actually be true. Wouldn't it be awesome as you stand next to your family or friends or neighbors or coworkers that may be praying for you right now to make a decision to follow Jesus, that you get honest with yourself, honest before God and say, this, this is the day of salvation for me. This is the day that I receive the light of Jesus Christ and I become light unto this world. First Thessalonians 5, 5, for you are children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Ephesians 5, 8, and 9, for at one time you were darkness. Before Jesus, we were darkness. We were lost in the dark, but you are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light for the fruit of light is found in all that is good, right, and true. Jesus is the light. You are the light. He was there at the beginning. He's there in the manger, and he'll be there forever. Last scripture before we close. In Revelation 21, it talks about what heaven's going to be like, what all of eternity is going to be like. And this is crazy. John is having this vision of new heaven and new earth and what the new Jerusalem is going to look like and saying, I, I, I saw it with my own eyes. And in verse 23, it says this, and the city, this is in heaven, has no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light and its lamp is the lamb, Jesus Christ. By its light will the nations walk. And the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never shut by day. And there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will ever enter it. Nor anyone who does what is detestable or false. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. In just a moment, we're going to pray a prayer together. Everybody in the room repeating after me. But I know there are people in here. You need to receive the light of Jesus Christ, which is forgiveness of all sin, past, present, and future. He paid for it on a cross. He came. The reason he came was to save. The reason he came was to pay for the sins of all humanity. They thought it was just to save them at that time from Roman oppression. But Jesus said, no, I've come to save everybody who will believe in me. Are you here on Christmas Eve Eve saying, today's my day. I need to give my life to Jesus. I want to be forgiven of my sin. And I want to invite the light of Jesus Christ into my life to be the Lord and the Savior of my life. I'm going to follow him. Just with our heads bowed and eyes closed. 
Are you here saying, that's me, that's me. Don't wait a moment. Don't worry about who's next to you. But listening to the Holy Spirit prompting you, saying, today's your day. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to count to three. And if that's you today, what a proud moment, a celebratory moment, saying, I'm giving my life to Jesus. When I say three, would you lift your hand in the air? And you can put it right back down. And in just a moment, like I said, we're going to pray a prayer. You know it's you. Ready? When I say three, lift your hand. One, two, three. All over the room. Hands all over the room. Awesome. Awesome. There's hands all over the room. You want to go from death to life in the spiritual realm? You want to be forgiven? You want to go from darkness to light? Maybe this year has brought you some of the darkest of days. And you're saying, I need to get out of this. And I've tried every which way, but I've not tried Jesus yet. Anybody else just looking around, just saying, today's my day. Just lift your hand and you can put it right back down. hands all over the room in every section you can put your hands down and let's pray this prayer together out loud repeat after me say dear Jesus I know I've sinned I know I've fallen short please forgive me today I receive your gift the free gift of salvation Jesus you are my Lord you are my Savior today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate with those that are giving their lives to Jesus? Come on, on Christmas 2021, stand to your feet. Make a little bit of noise. We've got carols. We've got candlelight coming. Hey, for all of you that made that decision, we'd love to resource you on your way out. But we're not leaving yet. Don't pack up. We're going to sing a couple carols in candlelight. But if you made a decision to follow Jesus, we've got a free Bible for you on your way out. Our ushers will have it at each door, this little Bible, a little booklet that says, now what? Just tell them, hey, I made that decision. I'd love to get a Bible, and they'll give it to you that way. And uh, even right now, as I'm talking, would you grab your candle? Here we go. The logistics. Ushers are coming down. We've got some interns and people serving in the back. By the way, can we thank everybody that's been serving on Christmas Eve already? Just give a little holler. I know you got your hands full. Thanks to all of our volunteers serving. If you could, if your candle's lit, try to light your neighbors next to you. I'm going to pray one more time, and then we're going to sing. Lord, we thank you for these moments together in your house. And I truly believe it. Better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. I thank you for drawing people to yourself. Drawing people back into relationship with you. I thank you for just the countless people in this room that made a decision to follow you tonight. Move in their life. Do the miraculous in their life. As we sing, let us be reminded that the candle we are holding is a symbol of the light of the world, which is Jesus Christ. But also, it's us. We are a light to the world. I pray that we would use every day, every breath on this planet to help reach people for Jesus here and all around the world. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.